In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. Today is the fifth Sunday of the Holy 50 Days. And the Church, during these 50 days, explained to us our journey after the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. In order to understand this journey, it's actually exactly like the journey of the Israelites in the wilderness of Sinai before entering the Promised Land and after leaving the land of Egypt. When they were in the land of Egypt, Pharaoh is like symbol of Satan and they were oppressed there. They were slaves in the land of Egypt. Before the resurrection of Christ, we were actually in the kingdom of Satan, in the kingdom of darkness. We were slaves, even the righteous. When they died, they went to Hades. Death reigned over all of us. Then, in the wilderness of Sinai, in the Exodus from Egypt, by slaughtering the Passover lamb, actually the Israelites were released from the bondage and slavery in the land of Egypt and started their journey in the wilderness of Sinai. In the same way, after slaughtering of our Passover lamb, our Lord Jesus Christ is our Passover lamb. After he died on the cross, our journey started from the land of slavery, the kingdom of Satan, and we started the journey in the wilderness of Sinai toward here in the world, toward the promised land, toward the kingdom of God, toward heaven, toward the heavenly Jerusalem. First thing, actually, they believed, the, the Israelites believed that Moses can lead them to the promised land in the wilderness of Sinai. So their journey started by faith. And then they crossed the Red Sea. And crossing the Red Sea, as we read in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, symbolizes the baptism. St. Paul said about the Israelites, they were baptized when they crossed the Red Sea. You can read it in 1 Corinthians chapter 10. Exactly our journey with the resurrected Christ starts by faith. We believe that our faith in the resurrected Christ, and when we follow him, he will lead us to the promised land, to heavenly Jerusalem. And the first step after we believe, we are baptized. And through this baptism, we participate in the death, resurrection of Christ. We are buried with him in baptism. That's why actually the procession of resurrection is the procession of the baptized children. As you saw right now, the baptized daughter today was actually walking in the procession of resurrection because in baptism we participate in the resurrection of Christ. That's why if you remember the first Sunday 
after the feast of resurrection was about faith. When the Lord said to Thomas, because you have seen me, Thomas, you believe, blessed are those who believe without seeing. Then the journey started in the wilderness of Sinai. They needed actually to eat. How they can survive in this wilderness without food? And God sent them manna from heaven. Bread came down from heaven. And this also a symbol. As the Lord Jesus Christ said, I am the bread who came down from heaven. I am the living bread who descended from heaven. Jesus Christ is our manna. And the bread that I will give to the world is my body. Unless you eat the body of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. And we participate in the power of resurrection in this life when we partake of his body. Because his body is not only a living body, but a life-giving flesh. He gives us life. Our mortal body receives life from the body of Christ. That's why the second Sunday speaks about what? The communion. Unless you eat my body and drink my blood, you have no eternal life abiding in you. I'm trying to explain the readings of the 50 days. Then in the wilderness of Sinai, they needed also not only food, but water to drink. And the Lord actually, from the rock, actually came out water. And all the children of Israel drank from this water. And they were able to survive their journey in the wilderness of Sinai. Also, we need living water. We need living water in this wilderness of Sinai, in this wilderness of this world, to help us to survive all the attacks of Satan, all the temptation of the world. So in the third Sunday, the church actually spoke to us about the living water through the story of the Samaritan woman. And when the Lord told her, who drinks from this water will thirst again, but who drinks from the water that I will give will never thirst. And what is the living water? We read in John chapter 7, the living water is the Holy Spirit. St. John made a comment about the living water. He said, he said this about the Holy Spirit, because the Holy Spirit was not given yet to the believers, because Jesus was not glorified yet, meaning he was not ascended to heaven yet to send us the Holy Spirit. So the third Sunday speaks to us about the Holy Spirit, the living water that convicts us, that teaches us, that comforts us, that sanctifies us, that supports us in the journey, the wilderness of this world. The Holy Spirit will quench our thirst during this journey. Then they needed actually light to guide them, especially during night. And we read in the book of Exodus that there was a pillar of light guiding the children of Israel in the journey in the wilderness of Sinai. And last Sunday, the fourth Sunday, 
We heard about Jesus Christ. I am the light of the world. He leads us during the darkness of our journey here in the wilderness. So, he is the light. And Jesus is the word of God. So, the light to us is the word of God, Jesus. The word that is written in the Holy Scripture. And we know that every single word is inspired by the Holy Spirit. David, in the book of Psalms, he said, Your word is lamp to my feet and light to my way. So, the word of God, which guides us in the journey, if we don't read the scripture, if we don't know the word of God, then we will be walking in darkness. And this who walks in darkness will stumble. Also, they needed a direction in the wilderness of Sinai. And we read also about their journey in the book of Leviticus and the book of Numbers. There was a pillar of cloud leading them. If you walk in desert like Sinai and without any guidance, it is very easily to be lost. So there was a pillar of cloud leading them, taught them the way. Also, how to know the way? What is the direction to the heavenly Jerusalem? Today, actually, we heard the fifth Sunday about Jesus Christ is the way. Thomas told him, Lord, we do not know where you are going. And how can we know the way? Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. He is the way. Meaning what? He is the Son of God. When we abide in Christ, and we are united with Him, we are one with Him, in Him we will have access to heavenly Jerusalem. In Him we will have access to the Father. No one comes to the Father except through me. So, He is our way. But what does it mean, He is our way? In the Pauline letter of today from Hebrews chapter 10 in verse 19 and 20, Therefore, brethren, having boldness to enter the holiest by the blood of Jesus. So we will enter into the holiest, the holy places in heaven by the blood of Jesus. By a new and living way. Living way, not a dead way. So living way, he's speaking about a person. By new and a living way, which he consecrated for us through the veil. So there was a veil actually separating us from the Father and from the heavenly Jerusalem. But Jesus Christ consecrated a way to us through this veil in order to enter the heavenly places and to have access to the Father. Then he said, that is his flesh. That is his flesh. 
Some people say the veil is the flesh and others say the way is the flesh. So who is the body of Christ? The church is the body of Christ. He is the head and the church is his body. He is the groom and the church his bride. So when the Lord actually told Thomas, I am the way, he meant if you are in the church, if you are planted in the church, then you are in the living way that leads you behind the veil into the heavenly Jerusalem and also to the Father. And in order to explain this more, today, for example, in the praxis, the Acts of the Apostles, from Acts chapter 9, explain to us that Paul, who was persecutor of the church, met the Lord Jesus Christ on the road to Damascus. And Paul thought he is in the right way by persecuting the Christian. As many people believe they are walking in the right way. There is a verse in the book of Proverbs repeated twice. So it's important because it was repeated twice. There are many ways, there are many ways that seem to the people right. But their end is destruction. Many people believe they are walking in the right way without realizing they are walking in a wrong way that leads to destruction. So how do you know the right way? When Christ met St. Paul on the road to Damascus, the Lord instructed him and told him, Arise and go into the city and you will be told what you must do. Go to the city to where? To the church. In the church, you will know what you must do. You will learn the way in the church. In the church, actually in the house of God, you will be planted. Those who attended with us the Bible study yesterday, Psalm 52. The believer said, as it's written in Psalm 52, I am like fruitful green olive plant rooted in the house of God. In order to be green means living, fruitful, bearing the fruit of the Holy Spirit. Olive, a symbol of peace, like the olive branches. You need to be planted in the house of God. But I am like green, fruitful, olive tree rooted in the house of God. In the church, you will learn about the Holy Scripture and you will learn about the Holy Tradition and you will learn about the teaching of the early church fathers. In the church, your faith will be confirmed. Among the assembly of the believers, we will comfort one another, we will support one another, we will strengthen one another, we will serve one another. That's why in the Catholic letter today, you heard it from First Peter chapter 4, verse 10, 
as each one has received a gift, minister it to one another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. We will serve one another inside the church. We will help one another. The church is like a very strong support system. It is the body of Christ. I am a member in the body of Christ and you are a member in the body of Christ. So all of us together, we make the body of Christ, the flesh, the way, as we read in Hebrews. In the, in the church, we will receive the sacraments. In the church, we are baptized, we are born again. In the church, we repent and we confess our sins and our sins are forgiven. In the church, we are chrismated by the holy oil and the Holy Spirit abides in us. You are the temple of God, you are the house of God and the Holy Spirit abides in you. In the church, we will partake of his body and drink of his blood and be united in him and be united in the life-giving flesh. And that's why we use only one bread because this bread symbolizes our unity, one bread and one cup. In the church we are married and in the church the Holy Spirit unite the groom and the bride to be one in Christ. In the church when we are sick we come and be anointed by the oil of the unction of the sick and we ask God for healing according to his own goodwill. In the church the sacrament of priesthood is actually administered and those who are stewards of God's mysteries as we read in the letter to Corinthians are consecrated to be servants of God and stewards of the mysteries of God in the church. In the church our beloved ones who departed we actually pray for them and entrust them to the mercies of God. The church is our life. The church is our way. Those who are outside the church, they lost their way. They don't know what is the way. St. John Chrysostom said the church is like the Ark of Noah. Those who are inside the church will be saved. Those who are outside the church will be lost. So, if you want to be saved, you need to be in the way, to know the way. That is the church. You need to be planted and rooted deeply in the church. Then you will be like green, fruitful olive plant. Planted and deeply rooted in the church. That's why even in the Old Testament, the prophets like David, loved the church. He said, how lovely are your courts, O Lord of hosts. My soul faints and desire to enter into the house of God. One day in your courts, in your house, is better than 1,000 days outside. It is better for me to sit at the door, at the gate of the Lord's house more than to live in the dwellings of the sinners. 
I was glad when they told me, let us go to the house of the Lord. All these verses from the book of Psalms and many other verses show how the church is very important and essential for our salvation. We, the believers who resurrected with Christ, this love and desire to be in the church should be strong because that is the way. In the church, we will learn the direction. This is the living way that God consecrated for us in order to reach heavenly Jerusalem and to have access to the Father. In the church, we are united with our groom, our Lord Jesus Christ. So, the fifth Sunday speaks to us about the importance of knowing the way and walking in the way, otherwise we will be lost. And the way here is the church of God. Glory be to God forever and ever. Amen.